You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios, live in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Chatting with Kathy. Hello, everyone. I'm Kathy Kelly. This is Chatting with Kathy. Bing is for doing, and today we are doing an interview with singer, songwriter, actor, musician, you are a total hyphenate, Max Schneider, here in the studio. I can't even, I mean, you have so many hyphenates right now. You do it all. I love, you know, I, I always believe that if you, you work hard enough, if you want to do something, you can do it. So yeah. I've always just wanted to do what I want to do and, and uh, make the most of it. So cool. I've been very lucky. Awesome. Well, I feel like I have so many questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take it back to the very beginning. Totally. Um, start out, you grew up in New York. Yes, indeed. Between Manhattan and Woodstock? In Woodstock, yeah. Okay. Awesome. And um, your family, what was your family like life growing up? Yeah, um, you know, I grew up uh, at first in, in Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan, and, you know, my mom had been there for 30-some-odd years in this loft and in Midtown, and, and my family, they've always been so supportive. It's just been me. I'm an only child, and, uh, and, and I made the move to Woodstock when I was in elementary school, and from there I started doing um, I started doing regional theater when I was a little kid, and, mm-hmm. and and I just kept wanting to do more and more stuff, and eventually I moved back to the city to pursue my career more so, and, and it's been an amazing journey, and they've been so incredibly supportive throughout all of it. I heard that Beauty and the Beast on Broadway was the show yes, that started you getting into performing, mm-hmm. so describe that experience. I mean, you know, from what I can remember, what I'm told by my parents all the time is that I saw the show, mm-hmm. and I got home, and I got on my living room table, and I, I reenacted the whole show, one show <laughs> style. And it was, and it was, and they just kind of knew. They were like, they were like, I feel like this doesn't have enough. And they were like, you're going to just keep doing this. And every show I saw after that, I did that. Like, I came from The Lion King, I did the same thing. Mm And, and, uh, and I was just, that was my first love was musical theater. And I just, you know, wanted to do that right away. So I did my first show when I was five. And, uh, and I was the king of the Oompa Loompas in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And, uh, and my whole, you know, the, the the theater, the, like, the kids' theater company, I was the youngest one. So there wasn't a part for me. Mm -hmm. So they made me the king of the Oompa Oh my gosh! The smallest one, and uh, and I just you know I just fell in love from there for it. That's so awesome! Yeah. Did you keep that for Halloween? The oh costume? yeah, totally, totally. Oh my gosh! My mom perfect. has like all the costumes. So. <laughs> I was I was um I was um Annie's dog and Annie like back in the day too, and I have that dog costume and all mm-hmm. that stuff too. You know, so we have all those crazy old costumes. Yeah, cool. So you said your parents have been really supportive mm-hmm. of, of this whole venture that you've been doing. Absolutely. Um, was there ever any time, like, were you the one that said you wanted to pursue this, or were they yeah. kind of pushing you? No, they never okay. did, you know? Um, it was always, I told my mom, I was like, oh, now I want to do dance lessons and stuff. And she's like, all right, let's go. And she would always bring me these new things, and, and I was the one who, you know, was, was saying when I was going to high school, I was like, I really want to do this, like, for the rest of my life. And they said, we believe you, and that's that's when we moved back. And, and they've always just, anything I've said I wanted to do, they've always just been like, if you want to do it and you want to work hard for it, then we'll support you. And mm-hmm. that's always been such an incredible thing for me. Yeah. yeah. When I was doing my research, I noticed like a lot of the different schools that you went to. And I thought yeah. that was so cool because most actors or performers, I feel like they they go to school, but then they stop. Yeah. And I noticed that 
a lot of your stuff was you continued. You went to NYU and a bunch of different places to continue learning. Was that something that your parents... For, for college, for sure, my dad, you know, my dad had, yeah, both my parents had a great college experience, but my yeah. dad was always very much about, I want you to at least try college, and, and I think college is an incredible place, you know, NYU, for the short time I was there, I had a great time, and I personally believe that, that education is something that you should be continuing throughout your life in whatever way it is, you can always go back and take classes and things, but you also have to, whatever opportunities there are in your life, you have to make a decision, if it's, sometimes it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing, and you gotta go for it, yeah. but I, I loved college. And my dad really wanted me to experience that. So when I said, when I um, auditioned for How to Rock, the Nickelodeon show I was on, that's sort of why I left um, the school I was at. Yeah, and, that's an uh, amazing opportunity. It was an amazing opportunity. You can't opp- pass it up. <laughs> and, he, and, and, you know, he was, he was, you know, he said he understood. And he said, you know, these are the kinds of things that you, these are the big decisions you have to make. And I'm glad you're making this one. So yeah. I, uh, I, but I think it's, you know, I think it's everybody has their own path. But um, you learn so much in, in a college environment. I definitely want to go back and take more classes throughout my, cool. my career and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so your first professional acting gig yes. was on Broadway yes, in 13. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that experience like for you? It was it was crazy. You know, I was uh, I was a swing understudy, which means I covered a couple different roles. So I covered four different roles in the show, mm-hmm. and I ironically went on 13 times in the show. The show was called 13. <laughs> uh, and my first uh, my my debut was mid show. One of one of the guys I understudied, he lost his voice after the first scene. No, and it was one of those moments where you know w- the, there were four understudies studies and we would do the whole show by ourselves downstairs while they were doing the show mm-hmm. on stage and we were like midway through doing the show and they were like you're about to go on right now and I was like no way and I threw off my clothes I'm running up the stairs and they can't find my shirt like you know <laughs> it's like the first week and so I'm standing there I'm about to bike on stage we had like a skateboard and a bike to go on stage about to go on and as I'm about to go on they throw me the shirt I like dive into the holes of it and and the lights hit me and it was a full house and it was an insane experience just being like all right I've been working for this moment here we go no nerves just gotta go for it that's crazy it was amazing do you think that life growing up was different for you since you were involved in the industry and in performing or do you think that you had the normal lifestyle with your friends back home and everything else so I I I think that I definitely I went to the school I went to in New York had it was a high school environment which was Mm -hmm. really nice because I got to really you know experience times with my friends and you know New York as a city you can you know go out and you can meet a hundred different people from a hundred different schools at parties and things Mm -hmm. and so I felt like I really got to experience you know normal teenage life which was awesome Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely made it different you know I I'd be at a thing and then I'd be like, all right, I got to go to this audition now. And sometimes friends of mine who weren't in the industry didn't always get that. But that was sort of the magic of it is that, you know, everybody's got their own things going on. You got to respect that everybody does something that they love and 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 just be like, all right, I don't know how that works, but like totally respect that you're doing that. Yeah. So I, I was happy that my first job was until I was 16 because a lot of friends of mine who started when they were eight didn't really get to have that, you know, that childhood that I think um, really makes your adulthood mm-hmm. into a whole different thing if you know how to, you know your social environment, all that stuff, so. Yeah, Yeah. and you went to a performing arts high Mm -hmm. school where pretty much everyone either was in the industry or wanted to get into the industry. 
Do you think that helped you having your peers in the same situation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, when I first, I had a very small class. Like my my music, I was a musical theater major, and there were only like twenty kids in my in my class between like the ninth and tenth grade in my first year. Oh wow! And a lot of those kids had already been on Broadway five times and had already been in all these TV shows and stuff. And it was very, you know, it was it was nerve wracking for me because I was like, I really want to do this, but these guys have so much experience. Um, but in that way, it wasn't even. I I grew to learn that I was growing to learn rather that I I didn't have a competition with these people. Everybody started being happy for each other, and it started becoming a thing of being inspired by one guy getting a job. And I sort of became had this motto of like, their jobs are their jobs, and your jobs are your jobs. Mm-hmm. So even if you go for the same thing and they get it, you know it's that was their job. You should that's maybe that one that one acting job is their career and like makes them a huge movie star. And if you had gotten that, maybe it wouldn't have been the same thing, you know. Yeah. So I think that's what um, that's what the environment did for me. It definitely instilled this no competitive air that it was like just work your hardest and if you don't get the job you'll get the next one everything happens for a reason it all happens for I a reason I love that mentality sure. yeah, totally um, so what was it like auditioning when you were so young did yeah. you ever feel pressured to get mm-hmm. a certain job or yeah. was it easy I mean honestly I went to I was actually for that same thing for 13 I am um, my first like big callback was for the reading of that show about a year before the Broadway and you know I went in and it was like a six hour thing and everybody's like auditioning auditioning and I didn't get it and I went home and I cried and I was really sad and you know it happens it was my first thing where I was like I was so close and I didn't get it and it was you know it was a real reality check for me that I realized that you know that's gonna happen a lot it Mm -hmm. happens more than you get the jobs and you just got to take that and be like all right it's all good so for me that was definitely was definitely a big moment in realizing that Mm -hmm. yeah I mean rejection sucks at any age but I can't even imagine going through that when you're that young yeah totally yeah um so after you did 13 you landed roles in Law and Order SVU One Life to Live Mm -hmm. um so you your career did take off after that it definitely I things came here and there and it was really it was an amazing uh, like SVU especially my first TV job was I I love that show I still love that show (laughs) and just watching and getting on the set for it it was like the craziest most nerve-wracking experience like seeing the actors you see every day and um that was definitely like the first moment that I realized like all right this like if I want to do this this is going to be like every day so get used to this and and just be ready to go right away you know mm-hmm. so um that was definitely awesome I still like I watched Lord Order SVU last night actually really you know, of course it's a great does show. it bring back memories it definitely does it's so <laughs> funny when I see them it's like you just you, yeah you, I think of all the times that like there was this one time where Marishka came in and um she was she brought her baby and she was like isn't my baby so hot and I was like oh my <laughs> gosh yes your baby's hot that's awesome um and and it's yeah, it's it's a great, it's amazing. They've been doing it for so long, you know. They've done like I can't imagine being on a show for that long and just really growing with a character like that. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anyone that you've ever worked with that mm-hmm. you've gotten starstruck? Starstruck around? Totally. Kristen Crook recently, I okay. have, I still have a huge crush on. Really? I had a huge crush on growing up in Smallville and everything. Yeah. And when I met she's her, she, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Oh my and she's awesome. And she was so cool. And like, you know, she, like, I just love that she has such a personality too. Mm-hmm. You know, like just being, just getting to do scenes with her, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool too. I have the cutest crush. <laughs> um, but, uh, but definitely, that was a big one for me. Cool. For sure. Um, so. We talked about your high school experience for a little yeah. bit. Did your high school have normal activities like mm. a prom or things like that? Yeah, okay. I had a, I had a prom, which was awesome. Um, 
when I was a, when I was a junior, my girlfriend was a senior, and so I went to prom that year, and then I went the next year too for my yeah. own, which was awesome because you know it definitely you want to experience those you things. want to experience those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't, you always wonder what it would have been like. And uh, my prom was super small; I had a hundred kids mm-hmm. in my whole in my whole grade for um, for my year. So you know, it was, it was tiny, but it was it was awesome, and and uh, and I definitely I'll never forget that experience having yeah. prom, doing the you know the party bus and all that stuff. It was super fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like a lot of the kids that are in the industry these days or who mm. grew up in it were homeschooled. Yeah, totally. And you didn't have to have that since you mm-hmm. grew up in Manhattan and there were places where you could go yeah. to get that education. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. You're lucky. I'm very, yeah, definitely <laughs> very lucky. I miss New York a lot. Yeah. Try to go back as much as possible. Um, so, you ended up attending the Young Arts Program yes. in Miami. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. It's the best, one of the best programs in the world. Um, I love you. I go back and try to promote and perform for them as much as possible because they really are an organization that not only gives so much to so many people, but they continue to grow and do even more. And basically how the program works is it's a, it's a program for high school. It used to be my year for just for seniors. Now it's 15 to 18 year olds and uh, about 10,000 people apply each year. 140 are selected and you know, it's amazing. It's sculpting and performing. I was in musical theater, but they had, you know, just singing and they had painting and anything really in the arts. Uh, they take 140 people, bring them to Miami for a week, and they study with incredible master teachers like Barishnikov, uh teaches the dancers yeah. and just incredible people. And, um, and at the end of the week, they give you money towards school. They give you money towards your own art. And, uh, and 20 people get to meet the president and, and go to... Um, Wow. the White House and perform and stuff and it's just an, an amazing thing mm-hmm. it's like, and they continue now they have regional programs in New York and Miami and Los Angeles mm-hmm. and uh, and they're just expanding and expanding which I love because they really do so much for, and they have a really impressive alumni list yeah like Carrie Washington mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, yeah, Nicki Minaj um, yes. who else Vanessa Williams Vanessa Williams that Adrian Grenier who has recently I've yeah. become friends with who's awesome and he um, I met him through an alumni I think I was like this guy's entourage <laughs> this is so cool um, and uh, yeah yeah, there's just it always blows my mind in the different fields like where people have come from yeah um and yeah no it's definitely an awesome program so did you go specifically for theater or? i did yeah okay. my year i went for musical theater it's funny because now i go back and i sing like a lot of pop music and people yeah. are like you didn't go for pop music i'm like no i went for musical theater Check it out. <laughs> um and uh yeah so it's it's but it's uh, that's the great thing about the program i mean Nicki minaj went for theater as well and now Nicki minaj Nicki minaj so yeah. it's very funny how people go for one thing and then they become something totally different mm-hmm. yeah. so you did that in 2010 i did yes indeed. later that year you were cast in the dolce and gabbana ad yes, indeed. um that was featured everywhere it was and you were alongside Madonna it was insane I it's still a surreal day in my, yeah. in my head I sure. heard that you were only supposed to be in one shot yes and you ended up being in the majority of the campaign yeah so how did that happen alright well should I give the rundown of the story yes, quickly alright so do. so I'm, I'm at um, I'm at my school and I had just gone for something else to the same casting actors and uh, well the same people who were casting through the casting actors and so um, they call me up they say you know we want to send you for more stuff um one day after school I'm walking home they're like hey can you go to this casting right now I go to the casting take three pictures I leave I'm like I'm not getting that so I go <laughs> get my I ha- get my haircut and I leave and I get a call that was a Friday I get a call on Tuesday the guys like hey Max you so I have some great news you you kind of booked that Dolce Gabbana thing I was like 
really? I was like, I didn't believe him. I was like, no way. And he was like, here's the catch. Casting director's chosen another boy and Madonna's chosen you. So you're both going to show up. They're going to look at you and one of you's going to do the shoot and one of you's not. And I was like, okay, oh I don't know how that's going to be. So I show up, I get there and uh, and I'm looking around. Nobody speaks English. Crazy security I've ever seen. And, and I'm like trying to ask, when's this like look down going to go down, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, either Japanese or Italian everywhere. Nobody's nobody's just speaking English. So they bring me to this chair. They're doing my hair and makeup and stuff. And I'm like, why is this all a part of it? Okay. Um, finally, I get into the room about two hours later. I'm in this bathroom with her stand-in. Finally, she's this lovely Australian woman. She speaks English. And I'm like, hey, you probably know this. Did you meet another boy? Like, when is this going down? She's like, has nobody talked to you all morning? I'm like, no, nobody's talked to me all morning. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, you've had the job all day. Like, they, they let that guy go <laughs> last night. And I was like, no way. And literally three seconds later, she leaves the room and Madonna walks in through, you know, the door right there. And it's this tiny room. And and, um, and it was just like, you know, I thought beams of light were going to like fly out of the ceiling and stuff. But she was this very normal, lovely woman. Mm-hmm. And she walks in, she's drinking coconut water, puts it down. I'm like, hey, I'm Max. And she's like, nice to meet you. Ah. Didn't even have to say she's Madonna. She knows. Yeah. She knows. She knows. She knows. Um, but anyway, um, so anyway, we're doing this dance scene, and I'm supposed to be disgusted by her because she's my mother, and I don't want to be learning to dance. And I'm making this face, and she's like, "Why are you making that face?" I was like, "I don't know. What face do you want me to make? What do you want? What do you want me to do?" And she goes, she goes, pulls my back up, and she's like, "I'll teach you how to dance." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and so we we did that, and then I thought that was it, and then she was like, "All right, come on, Max." And I was like, "Okay." And we just went to, like, every other shot from there. She was just like, all right, now sit here and we'll do this. And I was like, okay. And I felt like I was, like, on a play date with Madonna. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and that was the day I kept doing I did yeah, five out of the seven shots with her. And... Um, it was really, it was crazy. And the brilliance, I always say, Madonna, you know, there's a reason why she is where she is. Um, one of the main shots where we're just walking down the street with a grocery bag, she says to me, um, she's like, we're going to change up. I don't want to do that whole shot. They had 50 people there for this last final shot. I don't want to do that shot. Um, we're just going to go out on the street with some groceries. Everybody, three seconds, they run out on the street. She boom, was boom, controlling boom. that shoot. controls it. But it for looks sure. amazing. Yeah, and so we get out there, and there's no security, of course, because nobody knew this was going to happen. And that's when the paparazzi and people got to get there, last shot, and so they knew she was there. And that was sort of her brilliance, was that's how the media sparked, like, who's Madonna's new fetus boyfriend? Like, what is this? You know? <laughs> and that's how I got someone. And, and that's always what I say, is her brilliance, is she just knows yeah. exactly how to, you know, really work the press and really, yeah. you know. You're the same age as her daughter, though, Lourdes, right? Yeah, yeah. We're I think we're like a year or two okay. difference, but yes. So, was it more of like a motherly nurturing, I'm gonna help you oh, along to- okay. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, no, she was, we were, it was based off this old foreign film where she was like, like playing my mother and stuff, yeah. which was which was awesome. And she was totally awesome the whole day. And I'll never. There was the one moment where um, the photographer said, um, "You know, you guys like you guys kind of have the same nose." And she goes, "That's why I chose him." And I was like, "No way!" I was like, "Mind blown!" Yeah. So uh, she hand selected you. Yeah, which it's still yeah. I just it's surreal to me today. That yeah. It was so that was that was the day with Madonna. It hasn't hit you yet. And it hasn't. Still hasn't. I think I'll be like sixty five, and I'll be like, "Wow, that happened." Whoa. <laughs> Yes. That's so cool. Has anyone ever recognized you specifically from the that ad campaign? Some like yes, I have been like some 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 random people on the street in New York sometimes have been like, wait a second. Um, but one time I was walking down the street and the last that I heard from like her camp, this woman comes up and she's like she's like Max, right from the campaign. I was like, 
Yeah. She was like, I'm Madonna's trainer. Like, we were just talking about that the other day. I was like, no way you were talking about that. <laughs> and, uh, and it was awesome. She was like, we got to hang out sometime. I was like, yeah, whatever you want. Let me know. That's so cool. So that was really like the main one. Then. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Um, so I wanted to know... NYU's Tisch School. Um, yeah. You went there for a short time. Yeah. Um, and then you did a feature film. Mm-hmm. Was that while you were there? That was sort of right. Um, it was while I was there. And it okay. was one of the reasons besides How to Rock that I decided to take a leave of absence. Uh, I was only supposed to miss like a week of, of, of school. And I ended up missing more than I missed. Like, I missed like two or three weeks. Okay. And um, so that was a big reason definitely why I left because I realized to get my grades back up from there because I had missed so much school it would definitely be tough to do yeah. so there were a lot of cool people in that film um, there were, Joshua yeah. Bowman mm-hmm. a ton of people yeah Josh is awesome he's so cool we got we. it was funny because it actually shot near where I grew up in Woodstock mm-hmm. so I was showing Josh around we went to like the local movie theater and stuff and now he's doing revenge and stuff which is super awesome but yeah, yeah Olympia Dukakis who is so awesome and Aiden Quinn and, and uh, Virginia Madsen and mm-hmm. they were all it was amazing to be among those fantastic actors it was called The Last Keeper The Last Keepers yes and um, yeah. your role in it mm-hmm. uh how, or the audition process, I yeah. guess. How was that? Yeah, um, honestly, uh, I didn't audition for it. Um, I had auditioned before for the casting director who had done it, and sometimes, you know, uh, that's why I always say every audition, just give it your all. Even mm-hmm. if you get, don't get that part, you might get another part. So I, I went for those people, and they ended up calling me. It was a small role in the film, and they said, hey, do you want to, this is this is a role we think you'd be right for, and so that's sort of happened. So it was definitely one of the most easy jobs I ever got, yeah. but it definitely was a moment where I realized that those moments where you might get rejected from a casting 20 times but if you really give it your all every time maybe one day that role will come up and they'll be like hey this is what's right for you so and that's similar to what happened with Nickelodeon correct like you Mm -hmm. had auditioned for them several times for other roles Mm -hmm. and um hadn't booked them yeah. and then finally when How to Rock came up yeah. you auditioned yeah. and you got it exactly and and it was you know I'd, I had gotten to know the cast director in New York Lisa and she was the bomb every time mm-hmm. I was like Lisa what up and we would we would hang out and it was so cool because this was probably yeah it was probably my, like my ninth audition for Nickelodeon over like two years wow. and it was the moment that it really like just clicked and I had also gone for the movie Rags that I did with them too like a week before and that it all kind of came together which was a real blessing it was I loved both of those projects it was mm-hmm. cool to be involved yeah i heard the um mm-hmm. creator of how to rock called everyone individually when they got the yes. roles so what was the first thing you did after you got that call uh it was I ran around the house I was staying at and just jumped around and I was like <laughs> what's up and I still David Israel is one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life I call him all the time I'm like Izzy what's going on he's just <laughs> one of the nicest and most professional guys you'll ever meet and uh, I still feel like that day he treated me the same that he treats me to this day, which is awesome. He called me; it's like I knew him, known him from there forever because he um, he's from New York too. He's like my New York brother. Welcome to the cast. And I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> um, so that was really that was really cool. May I just say that you know your stuff. You're killing it. I know. I did some research. This is so awesome. I'm like, yeah, let's Uh, go. So, uh, Hadarak, I just saw on your Twitter actually this morning that it's going to be playing in the UK. Yeah, it's it's crazy that it's, you know, for us, you know, it just stopped airing. Well, it still airs, but the last original episode aired in December. Now it's just starting in another place. It's it's definitely a crazy thing to think about that. But I'm so excited. I hope people like it. And, Mm -hmm. And to think that, you know, I love the UK for 
for one. That's awesome. Yeah. Love London and all those places. Mm-hmm. But to to think, yeah, that those people will hopefully enjoy it's international. It's now. international now, which is That's so crazy. cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, do you still keep in touch with some of the castmates? Yeah, totally. We go. You know, we went to Six Flags the other day. A bunch of us, which Aww. was awesome. Sam and I take dance class all the time together, and and Noah and Chris. We went bowling the other day. It's awesome. I love. I love those guys. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um. So going back to the auditioning process and um, auditioning for Nickelodeon. I know yeah. you have that mentality of it It happens for a reason. Exactly, yeah. um, What do you do to not get discouraged? Yeah, uh, you know, at this point, I really do. I go for auditions and I leave it in the room. That's what a great man uh, told me named Kevin um, from Young Arts actually said, you know, do all the work walk in and leave it in the room and leave don't even think about it afterward Mm because if they want you they'll give you the call you know um and that's definitely what i think about if they don't call me somebody else was right for it you know um so i'd say but even when you want it so bad like you want it so bad but you know if it's if it's not your part it's not your part that's always what i hear from like the a-list celebrities like when you hear their interviews they always say you know i'm so happy for whoever else got the part Mm -hmm. and it's never they're never bashing anyone and i love that mentality totally i think it's that's really the way to go yeah absolutely so rags rags you mentioned it Mm -hmm. very briefly you were the cinderella character in the in the role so do you think this is life imitating art going from a normal kid to being successful totally I, I guess you could definitely put it like that for <laughs> sure um, I it was yeah it was I mean I, I, it's still one of my favorite things I've ever done I had the best time doing it and I got to sing and dance and act and it was just such a fantastic movie and I got to be really tight with the Old Spice guy Isaiah Mustafa Isaiah, who's still yeah. like my older brother who's <laughs> awesome but everybody in the cast was incredible so his was commercials cool. are they're iconic. so cool I oh love my them. gosh he saved me I always tell the story that he saved me the Vancouver Riots um, the Stanley Cup the um which is the big hockey cup. Yeah. Um, we were saying there, we were shooting the movie while that was happening, and the Vancouver lost the final game, and we ended up, you know, we were watching it in the streets, and a riot happened in the streets during that time. Oh, my gosh. And Isaiah saved me from the riots. He what like, did he do? It was my Friday experience. Tear gas and all this stuff. We were with four or five people. Are you kidding? And there was the main street, and our hotel was on this side, and we were on this side of the main street that had the riots in it. And the only way to get to our hotel was to go through the street. So, you know, I was with him. He's like, I told your family I'd get you home safe. And I was like, I believe you and so we basically we were with four or five people and at one point we left this restaurant they kicked us out at like 10 p.m they were like all right guys you got to figure out your way home and we walk across the street first time i experienced tear gas i hit me you know everybody but he kept us moving how like does he was it feel it's and like- i mean you can't breathe your whole you know your whole your nose like fills up and and your throat starts to fill up but yeah i had his hand on my back and he was pushing me through this crowd and he got me home safe and that's so scary i'll never forget he saved my life which was which was amazing he's like your bodyguard he is, he is. <laughs> he's the coolest bodyguard uh but yeah that's, that's cool. so cool yeah. um so any other crazy experiences while filming uh to- i mean the other great one was it was my birthday while we were on set and one day we had a night shoot and then a day shoot so it was kind of like i had two birthdays i had to like we went to sleep at like three in the morning got up at like 2 p.m and then did that the rest of the day but that night he came out same guy he came out and he was like he was like hello ladies and he's <laughs> like he's like look at your man now look at max now look at your man well, he's turning. He's turning eight nineteen today, and it was, it was nuts. It was awesome. He, you know, he really made. I wish he came out on a horse, but they couldn't get a horse. So, do you realize how doing, many awesome. people dream of that actually happening? I, it was a them. dream come true, and so that's all I told my mom. I was like, "That's all I want. I just hope he does that." And he did it. And he did you get it on tape? Oh yeah, for Good. sure. Yeah, 
Good. Um, so a lot of mm-hmm. the music, you mm-hmm. write your own music too. Yes, indeed. Yeah. A lot of the music that you've written has uh, been featured on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. One of the songs you co-wrote was featured on Shake It Up. Yes, indeed. Um, how does that feel to have a, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment for someone of any age. So for someone so young, what does that mean to you? It's, I mean, it really, um, it's wonderful. I'm really, I'm really, I've been blessed to work with great writers who have, you know, we've been pitching all these different songs. And when I first came out here, I told my manager at the time, I want to be a part of the camp for the writing camp for How to Rock. And that's sort of how it started. I met a lot of the co-writers that I work to with to this day and, and kept writing. And, and that's sort of how I started writing towards this album as well. And, um, and it's been great. I actually just found out I got my first Japanese cut uh, the other day, which was very exciting. What? Uh, which was which was cool. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, it's a, is an artist actually in Korea, but the the publishing is through Jap- Japan. Okay. Um, so um, I'm still trying to get his name right, but I will I will not I'll spare you the name. You but, don't um, it. but he's um, he's 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 awesome. I checked out his music, and yeah, we um, one guy that we've worked with who I also wrote um, I, I wrote a song for Cody Simpson as well that mm-hmm. with the same guy, um, and so he he you know he pitches. A lot of our stuff, and that's sort of how a lot of it has happened. So that's really it's, cool. It's been awesome. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, so you have written a lot of uh, different songs, and then mm-hmm. one of the people that you've collaborated a lot is um, mm-hmm. you've collaborated with Kurt Schneider. Yes, indeed. Who is not related to he's you? Not related. Contrary not, to popular exactly, belief. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He's. You know. We, everybody always asks, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I love the stuff you brothers do together." I'm like, thank <laughs> you so much. We're not brothers. He's your brother uh, from another mother. He's brother from my another another mother. And I feel like we confuse people because we say, "I'm like, yo, my brother." You look who's alike. Not, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I consider that a compliment. <laughs> um, no, but Kurt is. Uh, Kurt's a he, Kurt's a genius. You know, mm-hmm. Kurt. Um, I'm so lucky to have, to have met him. Uh, we met doing like we were in the iPhone band for a friend of ours named Avery. That's how we met. She What's had an a, iPhone band. Um, he wrote. He recorded all the music for this cover of Stereo Hearts on an iPhone. Um, Are you on kidding iPhone me? Apps. Yeah. So we ended up for the video. We all I was playing. I was the drummer on the iPhone drummer, and he was the iPhone keyboard player. And oh my gosh. So we all played the instruments on these iPhones, and that's how we met. And I knew his stuff before. And I said I'd love to do stuff with you, and that's so how it started. And we've just been writing and making videos ever since. Mm-hmm. And He's definitely he's you know he is like family to me. He's he's an amazing guy and yeah, such a genius. Went to Yale and a lot of people know this, but he can play six games of chess at once blindfolded, which I find is ridiculous. Like what? Um, I and can't I've, even play one game of chess. Would, would that be too, right? We and so one night we tested it out. We only played two games against him blindfolded, but he creamed both of us in that one game. That's crazy. Which was yeah. Was is like, he nationally ranked at all? Uh, yeah, he used to be. He was okay. in the top. I think he was like I think he was like top ten. My cousin was nationally ranked. That's awesome. I wonder if they went they up pr- against each they other. They probably played. I had a made. chess teacher when I was a little kid um, who his name was Mr. Figler and he was like this like uh, <laughs> Ukrainian guy who was like top like 20 and apparently they played. When he was like 10 he played this guy and, and they tied. Which That's I thought crazy. was nuts, small world. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's Kurt is you know one of the Wait, best. So guys why do you have a teacher for that? I loved playing chess when I was little. Really? You know, I definitely I played like I played one tournament and it, I was terrified and I never played again for tournament. What got you into it? Um, that was my family. My parents were like, yeah, okay. let's let's try some chess, and I was like, all right, cool. And you know, I still like playing chess, yeah. but um, definitely not in that like intense national rank thing. Was there anything else that your parents wanted you to do other than performing? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd you know they've always I mean. I mean, I, since I started so young, I played soccer when I was little. I played a lot of sports when I was mm-hmm. little, and 
And I used to say I wanted to be a preschool teacher and an investment banker, but I would be a preschool teacher first because I felt like people didn't take investment bankers seriously till they were a little older. So I'd be a preschool <laughs> teacher and I'd like take care of the kids and be awesome. And then I'd be an investment banker and then I'd go back to my kids. But that was when I was like six. That's when I had this dream. So it was like I was performing and I was like, yes, this is Not my dream. Not many six-year-olds want to be an investment <laughs> plus, banker. And plus I was like six. I was like two years older than the preschoolers that had me taken care of. So yeah. I, it was always an interesting dream that I think back I'm like that was I wonder why I wanted that but that's awesome that was cool. um so more about YouTube yeah, totally. um what like what what makes you determine what kind of um cover you want to do when you pick a cover it depends on uh, a few different things usually like when um we're picking we're picking something out maybe it's because it just came out like for example we did suit and tie by justin timberlake and that was one that came out and i was i told my guys like this just came out i love jt we should do it right away mm -hmm. um so sometimes it's because it's just come out or it's top 10 or something like that and then sometimes it's just a song that i've always loved like the first thing i did with kurt was uh, a song called break even by the script one of my favorite songs to this day mm -hmm. and that was one that wasn't you know it wasn't charted anywhere or anything at the time and we just wanted to do it because it was a song that meant so much so it really comes down to those two things either it's you know in the top 10 or something like that or it's just something we love so yeah, yeah. that's cool um where do you get your inspiration when you do write your own music I definitely am, you know, so inspired by other other artists like Justin Timberlake, of course, and Bruno Mars and Michael Jackson, and you know, I love the performance stylings of like James Brown and Mick Jagger, and I just, um, I think, writing wise, when I when I write, I I oftentimes I'm writing for my performance in a lot of ways. Like the my favorite songs are the ones that I'm like writing, and I feel what it would feel like to perform it live, and I think that's why I'm inspired by those people so much because they really gave it all when they when they perform, they give it, and it's they leave it on the stage which I think uh, definitely influences how I write a song because I really want that huge chorus when I'm dancing and stuff like that so yeah yeah we were listening to some of your stuff, uh, awesome. Marissa Thank and you. I, the engineer, we were listening to some of your stuff uh, last week oh, awesome. and we were just like jumping up and down. Yes. I feel like a lot of your music is, mm. it's like the music that you can't stop smiling when you're listening oh, to it, right. which is... I hope what you want. I definitely, that's yeah. definitely one. Well, I'm glad. Thank you for <laughs> um, So moving forward in your career, totally. we talked about a lot of, you know, how you got to this point. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in, you know, five to ten years down the line? I really hope to just be doing a lot of the same stuff I've been able to do now. I want to keep singing, keep performing, and keep keep acting, and hopefully take on new different roles. And I really would love to take on more more characters. I got to uh, recently, like for that show, Beauty and the Beast. I kind of got to be on Nickelodeon. I really, which was amazing. They really embraced me, and mm -hmm. I, a lot of the parts I played were just uh, you know variations of myself, which yeah. was awesome. But the the Beauty and the Beast, I got to play this role, Jake Riley, which was so it's like jerk guy who was like kind of this jerk pop star and it was super fun to play that because it just was like taking me out of my shell and I really hope to play more parts that are a little more out of my own personality because it would be definitely awesome to see what could what could happen yeah. um, so I hope to do that and uh, and I hope to you know be getting to play more shows more places in the world I love I know that like view through YouTube I've definitely garnered an audience in places like like the Philippines and places like that I'd love to go and perform and meet those people there so, yeah. So you've been on tour. Um, mm -hmm. You went on tour last summer with Victoria Justice. Yes, did, yeah. um, 
What do you like about being on tour? I just, you know, an energy from a crowd is, is you know, the most intoxicating feeling for me. Mm-hmm. I love getting to perform. You never know what's going to happen and you just take it on and it's it's really an amazing feeling just to find... What I loved about the tour is we really got to experience different audiences, different cultures, how different people react to different shows, mm-hmm. which was really cool to see. Um, like how a show in Wisconsin is compared to New York, compared they to Ohio. They were all sold out. And yeah, it was... That's crazy. I mean, I definitely contribute that to Victoria. <laughs> she's, she's amazing and she... I love... We still... We actually just did another medley the other day with Kurt. Mm-hmm. It's coming out very soon, which we're super excited about. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was... Um, that's probably... My, my favorite thing is not only to perform for those different audiences, but to, to meet those people afterward because I love meeting these different people from these different places and just kind of getting a feel for how they are and what mm-hmm. it's like. We, I, we were playing in uh, West Virginia and I remember like these girls came up to us and they were like, city boys. And I was like, I was like, I mean, sort of, yeah, I guess I'm a city boy. She was like, <laughs> and she was, she was, she was just like, she was just like, I live on a farm. You ever milked a cow? And I was like, I've never milked a cow. <laughs> and that made me realize, I was like, I gotta milk a cow. And Wait, so, yeah. you say that you're sort of a city boy. You grew up in Manhattan. I'm a, I'm a city boy. A city I just boy. was trying to defend myself because she was like, so like city boy. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> come on. What do you want to do? So it was, it was, it was definitely, it was, it was cool. She, she, she was going for it. Then. When are you going to so, milk a cow? Eventually. I don't eventually. know. I haven't set a date. Okay. I'm going to make it happen at some point. <laughs> so um, going on tour. You usually yeah. go on tour with someone mm-hmm. that you know or yeah. someone that you've been friends with for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of pranks happen. Totally, yeah. I want to hear some of them. Okay, so the big the big prank that I can say we had on the end, the last show for Victoria's tour, um, you know, she has a song called Freak the Freak Out. And mm-hmm. so all the guys in my van, we all, there were five of us, so we wrote Freak the Freak Out on shirts. And <laughs> we had all of our Victoria Justice sweatshirts that they gave us. And, um, and before this, before I get into that, during our set, they I didn't how we started our set was like I would walk out from behind the stage and I'd go up to my mic stand and be singing the song as I as I go and the guys would have their backs face the audience and they jump around so we're doing that and suddenly I realized my mic stand is not only like all the way lower to the ground but it's also duct taped and there's <laughs> duct tape all over the floor and there's duct tape all over everybody's instruments so as they turn around to make that big bang everybody's instruments like make the worst sound in the world because like the keyboard no. had this duct tape on all this stuff and uh and during so we thought that was the fine we thought that was it just some duct tape i tell them like funny guys as i'm saying uh but then last song in our set their whole band comes out in a banana suit and all these like crazy outfits and they're just That's dancing awesome. with us so that was really funny so then we had to get them back so mm-hmm. so we get these freak the freak out shows we already had this planned and we had a little dance we choreographed and stuff and so during her last song was freak the freak out we all jump out in a line and we start doing like a chorus line kick thing with the freak the freak out shows. oh my god we just start dancing like going around on the instruments and jumping all over and uh it was it was super fun we got to yeah. end the show like we ended the tour with her on stage which was which was not only a fun prank but really cool experience yeah and I heard um, that you and your band actually extended the tour by doing mm-hmm. um, two more dates yes. where was it Chicago and yeah. New York we did Chicago and Webster Hall in New York okay. and uh, and Webster Hall has always been one of my favorite venues in the world so it was mm-hmm. awesome to get to That's play your there hometown. my hometown you know I had to I had to get get back there and so um, you know I did I, we did those and then we did a date at the Roxy a few months later which was super fun too and and yeah I love playing shows mm-hmm. it's, it's super fun what shows 
shows do you have coming up? Um, I've got a show at the Roxy on June 1st, um, which I'm super excited for, playing Nothing Without Love, my new single, and a lot of other new songs, which I'm super fun. And we got some special guests. I actually have a really awesome uh, rapper on one of my tracks named Prophet. Who can is, you rap at all? Uh, I can rap a little bit. I wouldn't <laughs> call myself a rapper, but I try, you know? Uh, and Kurt's playing and stuff. So we got some great special guests and stuff, and I'm excited for that show. And then the rest of the, the tour dates for uh, the summer, hopefully more stuff in Webster Hall in New York and stuff like that come together right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to announce that soon. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever, like, do you go back home to visit your parents? Or are they oh, out yeah. here now, too? Yeah, I go back all the time. My dad's actually flying home today. He's been away for three weeks. Uh, my parents uh, have been out here since I moved here, which has been really? great. They're awesome. They, they um, help me with so much stuff, which is awesome. Uh, and I just am getting my license now, which is, I'm late. So that was the big thing moving out here. You need that, Noah. I know I need it. Uh, moving out here, I, I, you know, I was from New York, and it was an overnight move, and I didn't, like, prepare to have my license, because I was so used to, you know, taking the subway, walking around. Yeah. So I got here, and I was like, what am I going to do? So they've been, you know, my mom's been my awesome chauffeur ever since, but um, <laughs> not not chauffeur. I'm trying to think of a cool name. Mofer or something like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's uh she's the best. I love her. And uh and but now I, I can drive, which is very awesome. It's very Do you have your permit now? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she has to take you like in the parking lots and huh? yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. As long I can drive with anybody over eighteen as long as they have a California license. So I'm doing that a lot and a lot of my <laughs> I'm getting like backseat driving from all my friends. Like my friend Dan, he plays guitar for me, is like the biggest backseat driver. He's like, Max, you're going too fast. Max, stop. You're gonna fail the driving test if you do that. And like, all this stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, do you know I'm how to getting, parallel park? I do. That's the toughest. It's so tough. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm good. Like it's always like one part is like curb. seven inches from the curb, yeah. and one's three. But you know, I'm getting there. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I hit the like yesterday. I was parallel parking and I hit the curb like nine times. I was just like, oh, okay, and again, <laughs> okay. The one thing they nail you on. I got so nervous during my test. Yes, tell uh, me. the speed limit. Yes. So make sure you look at every single speed limit sign, and you are not going one mile below and not one mile above. I'm, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I took the test the other day, didn't pass it. It's okay. I'm going to take it again. But I didn't pass it. The guy said I was driving too fast in a parking lot. I was like, sir, what's the speed limit in a parking lot? He goes, not what you were driving. I was like, that was not my question. It's like so five miles an hour. I was like, it's five miles an hour. Yeah, I found out. slower than And I guess it's different when there are people in the parking lot and when there's no people in the parking lot. So that was one thing he nailed me on. And I was like, okay, now I know. Because I think about the numbers. I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, okay, five, ten. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes a man to admit that you failed. Hey, driver's test. You failed. I almost sometimes. failed my first one, but yeah. she gave me a break because I was driving a stick shift. Oh, so she's like, I stalled for sure. And she was like, uh, I'll let okay, you. Yeah, pass. that's admirable to yeah. drive a stick shift yeah. for it. Yeah, and I actually, I was. Um, I, was dri- I came there. There were two cars, and um, and I thought I was going to drive the one that I always drive. And my friend didn't have her permit with her. Like, didn't have, not her permit, her insurance with her. Oh. So I couldn't drive. And I was so used to driving her car. So I drove my, my mom's car. And that was what freaked me out, I think, the most. Because I was like, okay, I'm not used to driving this car. And I know you should drive any car, your driver's license, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. still, like, for my driver's test, I was so nervous. You get used to certain cars. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love this one's like a nice buggy. I'm um, like, what is a Volkswagen? Like, an SUV Volkswagen. So it's like, I definitely felt like so comfortable there, you know? So anyway, no excuses. I'm going to pass it <laughs> next time. Well, good Dang luck. It. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. I know that you brought your ukulele. I did. Would you mind playing I would something? Love to, for sure. Okay. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> since the song comes out tomorrow, I'll wait for that one. Okay. But I can do 
Tiffany's heard baby. Uh, this is my baby medley. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I say baby a lot. I say what's up, baby, and stuff to everybody and stuff. Um, so I've taken all my favorite songs that have baby in the title, and I've That's compiled cool. the medley. So this is it. So yeah, let's see if it works. It was behind me. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just gonna take this out. <laughs> That's gonna look weird. Here we go. <clears throat> Baby, baby, how was I supposed to know yeah, that something wasn't right here? Oh, baby, baby, I shouldn't have let you go. Yeah. And now you're out of sight, yeah, show me how you want it to be. Tell me, baby, cause I need to know now. Oh, because baby, 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 no, I'm like, baby, 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 no, I'm like, baby, 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 no, I thought you'd always be mine, mine, come on, come on over, come on over, baby, come on over, come on over, baby. Come on over, come on over, baby. Come on over, come on over, baby. You really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. You have to go away, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice, but baby, it's cold. Uh. Oh snap! Oh yo, ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby. Baby, come back. Any kind of fool could see there was something, everything about ya. Baby, come back. Uh, you can blame it all on me. I was wrong, and I just can't live without ya. My baby back, 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 baby back. My loneliness is killing me, and I must confess, I still believe, when I'm not with you, I lose my mind. Give me a sign, hit me, baby, one more time. That was very good. I can see why it's their favorite. <laughs> I love that. The baby back ribs totally got me. <laughs> yeah, you liked it. Um, so, I feel like I heard a lot of like Justin Timberlake in your voice. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah? That is a huge Who's Whose career do you want to emul- emulate? Definitely Justin His? Timberlake, for sure. Okay. I love how he's been able to you know balance all these, these wonderful different careers. And I love that, you know, definitely a huge dream of mine is to do what he does on SNL. Go and be mm-hmm. the guest and, and get to do all the skits and then get to sing. I thought it was so cool when he did his recent SNL. And he was like, and now presenting... Let's go. And he like went over and sang. I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. Um, so I definitely, uh, definitely look up to his career. And I think it's amazing what he's done for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, obviously you weren't nervous when you played there, but do you ever still get nervous when performing? Yeah, totally. I mean, 
uh, sometimes uh, I always try to remind myself that it's like it's excitement. It's not nerves. If you, if, if as long as I've I've done the work and rehearsed enough, then I, I know what I'm doing. You can do this. But um, definitely there are moments, and it's I feel like it's always the weird moments now. It's like sometimes if I'm playing a big show, I don't get nervous. I'm excited to do it. But sometimes if it's like a little tiny like acoustic performance for like four people or something, that's it's when I'm so like, much more intimate. Exactly. Sometimes that's like whoa, what's going on? And that's those are the moments where I get really nervous now, which which is funny. But I try to just work with it and just yeah remind myself that it's you know it's an awesome thing whatever you're doing just be excited about it cool yeah. so what do you have coming up yeah in the future really excited i've got you know the the single nothing without loves comes out tomorrow mm -hmm. um which i'm very very excited about and the album's coming later this summer um and so that's definitely been something i've been really looking forward to um and then i just found out that the pilot i did uh called crisis got picked up for nbc which i'm congratulations very, very, thank you very much um so I'm, yeah I'm, I'm really i'm really excited to to be working on that show it's an incredible show with such an amazing cast and i'm just happy to be a part of it what is your role like in that show oh well, yeah i get to play a very very, a very, um, very internal artist um, who um, you know he's sort of sort of an outcast. His his um, the part is um, the best friend of Dermot Mulroney's daughter, who's played by this awesome girl named Stevie. Um, and we're sort of like the outcast group in the school, and we're just friends with each other really. And I have this huge crush uh, crush on my former castmate uh, Halston Sage from um, from How to Rock, which oh, is really cool. funny. Um, and so I have a huge crush on her. And uh, and it's and it's basically you know he's a really yeah, he's very internal. He's very shy. He keeps to himself, but he definitely has a lot of personality, um, which which has been awesome to play that in the pilot. And and definitely, you know, drawing is not my forte, so that's been something I, um, I've been trying to overcome. Uh, and uh, the artist who who um, who drew one of the drawings, we don't want to give that away. Well, I mean, I'm not an artist. We can put it out there. Um, but the amazing artist who drew the picture of Halston, and the, you know, he was so awesome. I'm like, I'm gonna have to live up to this, like in a year, or whatever. So I gotta just work on that. But um, that's really that's really the part and he sort of figures out um in the pilot the pilot basically it, it circles around um we are we go to the school for where the president's son goes and a lot of very powerful people's kids go and we go on this field trip one secret service agent turns against another and we kidnapped um he shoots the other guy which is placed by this awesome guy named lance gross um and shoots shoots lance yep. and 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 we get kidnapped and they use i realize that they haven't kidnapped us kidnapped us just for the president's son that a lot of these kids have powerful parents and they're using us to manipulate the government through their powerful parents so um yeah, that was uh, it's it, that's sort of the, uh, what the what the pilot contains. Since there's a Crazy. whole lot of twists and turns in the show, and and some of them, like when I read the script, I was like, "Whoa, are you serious? That's crazy!" Um, and so it's amazing cast, fantastic writing, and I'm happy to be part. When is that coming out? It's going to be coming out mid season. Uh, it's going to air Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Uh, after football season. So I know that, which is cool. awesome. So, yeah, that's, um, that's cool. So. Mm -hmm. Little word association before the Ooh. rest of shameless plug time. Oh my gosh, let's go, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, yeah, this is just a little thing that we do, threw it together. Yeah. But quick fire. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna say a word, phrase, name, thing. Okay. And you say the first word that comes to mind. All right. Okay. Let's go. You got it. Let's do it. Okay. How to rock. Boom. Boom. <laughs> that first thing. Okay. <laughs> Kurt Schneider. Awesome. Ukuleles. Woo. Getting slimed. Yes. <laughs> Madonna. Amazing. The Last Keepers. Superfly. Victoria Justice. Beautiful. Broadway. Awesome. Awesome. I said that already. Let's keep going. Awesome. Yeah. Kiki Palmer. Ooh, uh, very cool. Nothing Without Love. So pumped. 
I thought about that for a little bit. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I take that. I, I've, I'll think back, but whatever. Anyway, continuing, okay. continuing on. So, that yes. was it. That was it. You passed. Thank the you. flying colors. Oh, I'm so happy. I was nervous. Shameless plug time, though. I, I did a good segue, right? You did a good Nothing segue. Nothing with that love is the last beautiful. one, so, yeah. You know, she, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. So, shameless plug. Um, my single "Nothing Without Love," the music video, and the single premieres tomorrow. Uh, and I'm very excited. It'll be available um, worldwide on iTunes and and everywhere. And uh, and I've got my new show, Crisis, coming up very soon. So watch out for that. Cool. Well, if people want to find you, uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facha Book, all that stuff. I'm ready okay. to go. Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, what do you mean? At Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I at? Like, Where you at? I'm like, I'm right here. Where you at? You um, uh, my Twitter is Max G. Schneider, and uh, my, my Facebook is Max Schneider Official, and uh, my website's MaxSchneider.com. So a lot of Schneiders and dot coms and stuff, and that's it. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Um, so I have to remind everyone to go over to our iTunes page, click subscribe on Chatting with Kathy, and um, you can find a ton of other After Buzz shows. We do about 60 shows a week, so if you're a fan of television, we probably have an after show for you. You can follow me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can follow all of us here on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. So for our engineer, Marissa, Max, your publicist, yes. you, thank you so much for coming in. Thank I'm Kathy me. Kelly, and we will see you soon. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you you later. later. (laughs) Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 